Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Ephraim's guest this week is Chante Camacho, host of the Bearded Mitt Banter on YouTube and Facebook. stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast and here is your host of the show Efren guzman ladies and gentlemen he's back and we're not doing a movie review today vicente camacho vicente what's up man how you doing i'm good my brother how are you today bro thanks for having me on man man no problem man thanks for coming on man i'm doing good and Seems like everybody's getting vaccinated. Quarantine is getting sort of, sort of lifted up, man. And from the last time we talked, we did some two movie reviews. And now you're the host of your own YouTube show, man. Congratulations. And um, Bearded Mets Banter, um, tell me um, how did that come about, man? Like, what, what was the inspiration for it? Oh, man. Thank you. First and foremost, thank you, man. And, uh, and I appreciate that. The shout-out is dope, man. You're looking out on that. Uh, the way it came about, bro, it was basically... Um, I was up one night and I follow this fan group. You know, I'm a big Mets fan. Yep. And I follow this Mets fan. They do incredible work. They're called the Seven Line. I don't need to plug them at all, bro. They they have droves of fans. And what they do is uh, this guy started his company out just bumping T-shirts on the back of his car dedicated to like Mets. He didn't even have the license yet, bro. So he built his company up and he has his he has his fan base group. And, and yo, he puts together these trips. And they travel. They go to other stadiums and represent. So this guy one night, you know, I was banned from Facebook because, you know, I go deep sometimes on Facebook. (laughs) So I'm serving a Facebook 30-day jail suspension. And I'm over on Twitter. So I see him on Twitter. And and he's like, hey, post a rant, you know, about the fans going wild. And and so I just, you know, it was the winter. It was like January. So I went down to the car. And it was my day to start the car, warm up the car. You know, we don't want the we don't want the car to get jacked up. We want the car running a little bit. That's for up north people. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I go to the car. I figure let, let me just let me just see what I can give them if I can do anything. So I went on like a a minute rant, and then I just trimmed it, trimmed the video, and I sent it to the to the person, and then he shared it on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram and it generated like 40,000 hits and reactions so I was just like you know what let me try I think I think I have a little voice let me try to get it out there reach Mets fans that are going crazy because you know with the with the political and social climate the pandemic and everything you know people at each other's throats the vitriol all over social media is crazy so I'm just trying to be like a voice of reason my dude you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you I hear you Oh, it feels like I have an echo coming in, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I do hear a little sound, but it doesn't sound like on my end. It just sounds a little more muffled on my end. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so like, that was your inspiration for it, and then you decided just to proceed with it further? Like, all right, let me just do this, and you just got, like, the feel for it of just, like, stating your opinions out there and everything? Yeah, pretty much, because what I try, yeah, what I try to do, like... I try to do something different from what everyone else is doing out there because if you look on the on like Twitter and, and 
Facebook and the other social media outlets, the people that have uh, Mets-related things, it's all like they're giving you statistics and they're giving you like uh, news about what's coming up or who's coming up through the pipeline. I'm doing that part like as far as like the prospects that are coming from the minor league system. I'm doing stuff like that, but I'm not out there throwing out stats and numbers. I've never been about that. I grew up playing baseball, you know what I'm saying? So the way I see the game, I see it a little bit differently. I don't see it as a fan, and what I complain about is a lot of different things that other people complain about. So I just like not trying to check the fan base, but just trying to be an air of positivity toward the fan base and trying to let them see like, yo, it's, it's, it's not as bad as you think it is because the Mets are in first place right now, bro. And, and if you look at if cause I know you're not a sports guy, but if you mm-hmm. go on like Twitter and, and you look up the message boards or the, or the tweets, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. if you look at the threads, the, the common threads and everything, everybody's fighting and complaining about the Mets. And you would think that they'd be in last place with the worst record in baseball. And in reality, they have the largest lead among any first-place team in Major League Baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, I have things that I'd be like, yo, pump your brakes in my video. You know, and you hear the car screech and yeah. things like that. I try to add little things like that, like to be humorous. Yeah. I, don't wanna, I don't want people uptight, you know what I'm saying? Because it's sports. It's meant to entertain us. Not, we, you know, we already had, like, like, like I said, we already had the political and civil unrest and then the pandemic. You know, we look to sports to entertain us. We don't want it to drive us even further over the edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially you being a diehard Mets fan. Like, I'm like, I haven't really watched baseball like that. But, like, back in the days, the 86 Mets was, like, my era because my mother used to love the Mets and whatnot. So, like, the Keith Fernandez era, Gary Carter, Sid Fernandez back in the days and whatnot. You know, like that, you know, Mets fever catch it that that slogan back in the days yeah, yeah you know but it's 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 awesome because you know like you give a perspective from like the common man you know what i'm saying like you're not giving you're not breaking nobody's head down with stats and like you know you're not like espn talking stuff you're talking even like if you're talking to me like you're talking to every average joe like all right this is my opinion on it this is a breakdown of it and whatnot right exactly exactly you just put it in you just put it in you summarize it all just like that. It's like when you go to the barbershop and the guys at the barbershop are talking about their last night's basketball game or the football game or the baseball game or the boxing match even. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make it like that. I've even I've even started now uh, interviewing other Mets fans that are that are like minded as myself, and I want. I want them to put their voices out there. You know what I'm saying? So people can see. Because uh, on Twitter, over the last three weeks, uh, two player wives, like Mets players' wives, have been like literally uh, verbally attacked on social media, bullied, harassed. It's been crazy. Oh, wow. I had no yeah, idea. Bro. Yeah, bro. Twitter, Twitter is a different animal altogether, bro. I found this out, like, I started just, like, uh, like I said, in January when I was suspended from Facebook, and I only had one follower. Right now, I'm close to, I think, like, 250 followers, which is really nothing, but uh, this dude really clowned me. Like, I remember I, I commented on something. He was like, yo, shut up. You only got, like, one follower. You're the bully. Like, the harassment on Twitter could get crazy if you let it get to you. But I don't let that shit fly with me. You know, I just, I just stay even killed, do what I do. And talk my stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, there are a lot of people that it resonates with. And that's what I'm trying to reach. I'm just trying to reach the people that, you know, are even killed and 
have a positive outlook on things because you have so many people that are so negative minded like you know they can't separate things you have you know like when you you for example like when you go to work and you have a bad day at work you don't want to take it home right yeah that's so it true. should be the same so it should be the same thing as far as like separating politics religion uh race-related issues, and sports. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't carry the energy from each platform to the next. And especially when it's meant to be, like, for sports. Or, like, you know, you love wrestling. Yeah. You're not going to sit there. You're not going to sit there and argue with somebody and belittle someone over a difference of opinion over a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's so true. That's so true. Um, Let me to get back to you on the Twitter bandwagon. Um, you said you was um, banned from Facebook. Um, why was you banned from Facebook? Are you back on Facebook? And what is your experience between the differences between Twitter and Facebook? Well, it, it, this is my second suspension. I just I actually just came back from one like two weeks ago, and they've both been uh, politically related. Uh, okay. The first one, well, the first one wasn't. Well, not the first one because I've been suspended so many times from Facebook. But <laughs> the last two, the last two, the one in January that led me over to uh, Twitter was uh, I posted a picture of then President Donald Trump, and he was uh, kissing his. No, actually, no, that was the first thirty days suspension. Sorry, I got mixed up. You see, <laughs> what it was a buddy of mine in January. A buddy of mine. Remember the remember the insurrection that happened. And they stormed the Capitol, and then that that young kid shot that guy. Yeah. Remember the young kid killed those kids mm -hmm. uh, in, in 2020. Yeah. Young, anyway, when the insurrection happened, a buddy of mine he tweet he he face he puts he excuse me I'm stuttering like crazy. He posted, uh, "Do you think if I drive across the border and shoot me a couple of those racist people that are storming the Capitol, will Ricky Schroeder bail me out?" I shared that. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I shared it, bro, I was banned from Facebook immediately. Wow. Yeah. For how long? It was like a 30, 30 days. 30 and, days. And then the most recent ban, the most recent banishment I got, um, it was over something silly. Oh, it was a it was a Mets discussion. It was a, a Mets group on <laughs> on Facebook, and I said something I shouldn't have said. I made a ref an ugly reference. And I was banned, justifiably. I was wrong for that one. I was, I didn't think, I thought, you know, because I said it in another language, that it was okay, but it wasn't okay what I said. And, you know, for that for that one, I I deserved to be banned for 30 days. And, and it enlightened me into, you know, into, like, just being different and just respecting people overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, what's your experience being on Twitter, the difference between Twitter and Facebook? Uh, the, the difference between Twitter and Facebook is on Twitter, you can reach a whole lot more people faster. Yeah. Twitter, uh, we don't have to be friends for me to see your stuff. Yeah. You know, that, like like on Facebook, uh, if you and I aren't friends, E, the only way I, I would see something is if one of your friends shared, if a, a mutual friend of ours shared yeah. it. Yeah. And then I'd be able to see it. Then on, on Twitter, if, if I hashtag, uh, let's say, let's go Mets or... What I do a lot is I hashtag my, I plug my show, Bearded Mets Banter. So I want that to be something to, when it, when somebody hits Mets or Banter, that they'll see me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If I, if I hashtag Mets, people see that. Mm -hmm. So the, you reach people more using uh, Twitter than you would Facebook in, in that sense. You reach people faster. The news hits faster on, on Twitter. 
Um, usually when you hear about like trades, it hits Twitter before it hits Facebook. It's, it's just the speed and the number of people that are on Twitter is immense and incredible. And the pop, Twitter has power, man. It has way more power than Facebook had, yeah. ever had. I mean, Facebook in other countries, like it toppled governments. And here in America, all it did was create mass hysteria. Gotcha. And I know your show is called Bearded Mets Banter. I pretty much figure how you have the name because you have a beard and you're giving Mets Banter. I think that's why how you came up with the name. But um, how did you come up with the name? Was it just as simple as that? No, nah, not really. No? Uh, oh, okay. The way it came up was since originally the name of the... I originally named it Rants from the Third Rail because the original video that I made for the Seven Line, it was a rant. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm ranting. So I'm like, you know what? Somebody that's ranting always seems to be angry, and mm-hmm. that's not me. I'm not always angry. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't get angry. I do. You feel me? But I'm not always angry. You know, I'm even kill cat. I'm, I'm. You know, I just. I'm boisterous, but I'm a peaceful dude. You know, I'm not really like in people's face or rah rah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I thought about it, and I was just like, you know what? I have. I have this beard. And I like banter, and I talk about the Mets, so why not bearded Mets banter? Yeah. So that that was, you know, when I rebranded it, and that's what it's been now, and people like it, and I have a few people that I absolutely do not know, you know, from a hole in the wall, and they support my stuff, they shit, they retweet my stuff, they're fans, man, they like it, and, and you know, that that's the goal. If I could reach just a few people, I don't want to reach millions of people, I just want to reach a certain amount of people that need to hear what I have to say because sometimes it's just like I sit there and I'm like am I the only person that feels this way nah you know you gotta reassure certain people certain people need that boost because you have so much negativity out on these social media platforms people's minds are getting clouded so I want to spread some positivity because there's been some craziness I don't know if you know uh, during to just to jump off of baseball real quick but just just to give you an example of how the, the fans have gone crazy in basketball there have been separate incidents where fans have like literally assaulted players like the other day uh last week at Madison Square Garden one of the star players of the Atlantic Hawks Atlanta Hawks excuse me he was about to take the ball out you know how it's out of bounds and you got to throw it in yeah and a Knicks fan spit on him oh shit yeah, Knicks fans spat on him, man, and just like he didn't, he said he didn't feel it. But then the same night, the same night, another player on another, another basketball game, another NBA playoff game, uh, he got hurt. So they were walking him back to the locker room, and as as they're going to the tunnel to go into the locker room, uh-huh. some dude just dumped all his popcorn on the guy. Oh shit! Yeah, and then yesterday, oh, or day before yesterday, not sure when it was, a moron ran out to the actually ran onto the basketball court oh shit sounds like football (laughs) yeah bro so you know like this is all i blame it all on everything that's been happening in this country over the last five to six years you know with the political the racial tensions and and like i was saying before man sports is meant to keep us entertained and to give us joy and excitement and laughter yeah, not to keep us at our throats, you know, and that's and that's the that's the goal that I want to bring when I created Rants from the Third Rail originally, and now it's called Bearded Mets Banter. Yeah. That's what I envisioned for it. I wanted something for the fan base that they could come to and get an air of positivity because when they turn on, like in New York, 
what they have is like ESPN, Sportsnet New York, SNY, which is Sportsnet New York, Yes Network, and MSG. Usually, all the hearing is negative press that these guys are getting. I'm not trying to give that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's too much of that on TV. They come to YouTube, uh, type up Bearded Mets Banter in the search engine, and they're going to get me, and I'm not there talking all that stuff that those guys on the TV are talking because 95% of the time, they don't know what they're talking about because they never really played. Yeah. Um. What's the difference between an angry fan and a passionate fan? An angry fan is always looking for something that is wrong. A passionate fan sees what's wrong and wants it fixed. Mm. Uh, a angry, a angry fan is just looking to squabble about something. You know what I'm saying? And the passionate fan sees. I believe a passionate fan has a little more optimism. You know, and, and, and they're realistic. At the same time, you know the, the 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 angry fan is just always is always optimistic and doesn't have an eye for reality. Gotcha, gotcha. And then your interactions with people on Twitter, and you said there's a lot. You have like a lot of fans who like give you props and give you shout outs and whatnot. Like, do you feel it's more fan friendly than Facebook? Um. Yes, in that aspect, yes, because I haven't. You know, there are people that I, I have a difference of opinion with, and, you know, I don't have to follow you. But when you're in these groups on Facebook, you're going to interact all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless I block you. And I don't really like to block people. That's not my thing. I, I'm not a, a big blocker guy. But if, if you get a little too personal or you get, too, you know, a little too crazy because, you know, social media has made a lot of people brave, you know, because they post whatever they want without getting punched in the mouth every once in a while so (laughs) i I try to avoid those type of interactions but sometimes i fall into them you know i fall into the trap and i get caught into it but once i see it going somewhere i just get off i don't i don't really i don't really mess with it friend you know what i mean i I just i just keep it moving and on instagram it's more like i just try to post a little bit on it's like memes and things like that i'm more active on facebook and twitter right now Ah, I see. Okay, and then now, like, you know, pretty much you have your bearded Mets banter. I figure you're never going to change your, you're never going to cut your beard off because that's your trademark now, pretty much, right? (laughs) That is correct. This beard is not coming off. I like my beard, you know, ever since I grew it. uh, I've I've always wanted, uh, you know, to grow a beard since I was a little kid. You know, I was was always like, uh, my thing was, you know, you as kids, we went through phases. You had the cowboy phase, you had the pirate phase, and for me, the pirate was the eye patch and the and the beard. And I always wanted to grow a beard, and I have this beard that I'm never gonna cut it. I'll trim it, but it's not coming off for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Oh man! And now, like, do you like in your YouTube shows? Like, do you ever go into banter like about the Mets history, like the like the embryonic stage of the mascot? Like, do you ever do you, like do you break shit down like that, or everything you talk about is more recent stuff with the Mets, like stuff that's happening now? Yes, I, I absolutely do. It's what I what I do. E, I, I focus more on the current state of the Mets, and if if I do like. You know, I have gone back and talked about, like, older trades that have happened that have helped the Mets in the past and compared them to similar moves that are being made now. That's about as close to going as, like, embryonic or or comparing eras of Mets baseball that I do, that I do go. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really, like, I'm not really, like, that's a great idea, though, by the way. I, I should do a segment on Mr. Mets. 
Yeah. Because he's a big part of the fan base. Everyone is always proud to take. Everyone looks for Mr. Met. Yep. You go to, to City Field. You look for Mr. Met. That's you know, true. Or Mr. Met finds you. Yeah, that that is so true. Everybody likes Mr. Matt. Like you know, just like you know, he's like the 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 man of Queens, basically. You know, <laughs> for real, he you is. Know? Uh, you know, yeah, plenty of pictures with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever got in a discussion? You know, like the New York rivalry, the Subway Series, Mets and Yankees. You ever talk about the Yankees too, just out of curiosity? Oh, um, you know, I'm I'm actually on a panel of another show. It's called the Latin Excellence Podcast. It was originally called Coffee and Sports, um, and it's hosted by a good friend of mine, also from El Barrio. He's from uh, the Jefferson Projects neighborhood, Jason Marrero, and he put together a cast. It's four of us. What it is is two Mets fans, two Yankees fans, um, three Giants fans, two Jets fans. But we all like the Knicks. So, uh, oh, wow. Or, yeah. Yeah. Every month or so, we do a we, we do a podcast. He films a podcast and it's like an hour long. And we talk about each sport and each team and we defend our teams and we debate. It's really cool. It's a really, really great concept that my boy Jay put together. We actually just shot one a couple weeks ago. But uh, between his work, he's a film he, uh, he's a film director, and he also works freelance uh, with some tech companies and schools doing some stuff for them. So he hasn't really had the time to render it and upload it onto YouTube yet. But it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal show that I'm actually really uh, honored and privileged to be a part of, bro. For him to even think of me on that level and put me there to speak baseball and all other sports related to New York was a tremendous honor. Wow, that's it's crazy how like all of a sudden, you know, we're doing movie reviews and stuff. Now you're doing bearded bands for baseball, then you're getting on these other shows and whatnot. It's like this is it's like almost like you found you're you always had this passion, but you put it out there so other people could see your passion about sports and whatnot. So is it kind of refreshing like just to put it out there and like having people reciprocate on how they feel with your opinions and whatnot? Oh, it's absolutely humbling. It, it's it's a, it's it, all it is is you know uh, verification that I'm I'm doing something right. You know when it comes to this, and to think, bro, that you opened this up for me. To let, let's let's just be real. My very first time ever on any type of flat platform, um, having my voice heard was here on the Atomic Podcast when we did the first movie review. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When yeah. we did when we did Scarface. Yeah when we spoke Scarface and from then on, you know, and I was comfortable. It was, it was weird. It, the way we flowed, it was incredible. And even right now, you know what I'm saying? It's just a year. It's been about a year since that Scarface movie review, maybe a little, maybe a little less. But yeah. It's, it's been a little while. So for, for this hunt, this 360 degrees, is kind of crazy, man. It, 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 I wasn't expecting it, but I like it, man. And the feedback, the love I'm getting from people, yo, it is, it, it's super dope, man. That that forty thousand reaction from that one little forty four second video is something that yo. Know, even if nothing comes from this, it's just validation to me that like yo, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, like I tell people all the time. Like remember, Max Kellerman started on Max on Boxing on Manhattan Neighborhood Network on Public Access TV, and you know, yeah. like his his is a different type of way. But look at his hustle. Like he's now like on television with Stephen A. Smith and whatnot. You know, and yeah. you know, it's it's a different type of hustle. But even if you know none of us make it to that accolades, you know, you're doing something that you're passionate about. You know, like I'm sure I know he's not paying the bills or whatnot, but you know, I'm sure like. 
you know, deep down, if you know, you had the opportunity, if this is something you could get paid for to do it, you know, right now you're doing it because it's a passion that you have. But you know, it's it's something that is close to your heart. You know, you're passionate about it. Oh, absolutely. It's just, you know, there's two things I like to do. I like to have a nice discussion, debate uh, between mature people. If I could learn something from it, uh, you know, I'll be grateful for it. And it's it's sports, you know, as a lot of guys, we have different hobbies and, you know, sports was my thing. Mets baseball or baseball is my thing. So I put it all together and... Here we are, bro. It, it, I I do enjoy it. Like you said, it's become a, a bit of a passion for of a passion for me, and you know it's just coming along slowly. It's something that you have to work on. It's a craft, and you have to master the craft. And right now, I'm just a beginner. And in due time, I'll pick up some niches, and I along the way perfect this craft, so to speak. You know, make it better. And over time, I can hope to have an even broader audience that I hope to reach. Yeah. When is your episodes on? Like, tell the people out there, like, when they can find you. Are you, or do you do it like every week, or is it something every couple of months? Like, when is your bearded banter on? Well, I I I hold I record on Sundays and release on Monday. So if if it's if it's a video that doesn't have a lot of content, I can actually release it the same day on Sunday. Once I do what I have to do, but usually I, it's a weekly episode. It's Sunday I record and then I release it Monday. It's a it, it's a weekly thing just to start the week off, and then you know whatever we catch up, you know the whole week's events, I touch it up on Sunday to start the week off on Monday. Oh, okay. And um, do, um, do you have any like uh, a format, or is like you wing it as you go along? Do you have like a format on how you prepare for it, or is like do you like write cliff notes on what you're going to discuss? Like, how do you come up with, like, the topics you're going to discuss for the day? So the way I come up with the topics is I break down the games that they play each week. I actually sit down and take score of each game. You know what I'm saying? So I, I watch each game like, a, like, like I'm scoring it, you know, like if I'm playing the game. So uh, I'll just see different things happening with different players uh, the outcomes of certain games, uh, what they're doing as a team, offensively, defensively, certain players that are struggling, how are they dealing with the struggling of the, uh, uh, you know, or their struggle rather, and you know, th those are little things that I go on. But since I started doing the interviews these last three weeks, uh, what I do is the guy, the person that I'm having over for the interview, I shoot them five questions on Thursday to prepare them for the interview on Sunday. So mm -hmm. when they come on, you know, uh, we'll come on on the Zoom call, on the Zoom meeting, and I'll start recording right away our conversation. So, you know, they can get a feel for it. So they can just feel okay. Because like me, these people don't have experience being in front of a camera talking. So I want to make it feel like we're on the phone right now and it's pretty much you're interviewing me, but we're flowing. We're really having a conversation. You're just taking our conversation and you making it an interview, which is dope of you, E. That's that's I like that on the fly. That's what you're doing right now. And when I get the people on and we have these conversations, I'll let them know, like, look, I'm gonna start asking you the questions now. Don't worry. When I bring in the video that I edit it, I'll do an introduction and I'll set it up to let the people know that I'm picking up during a conversation that we're already having. 
So he's that you know everyone agrees they're like yeah I like that format and that's pretty much how it goes you know the only thing that's formulated in any way are my questions but the topics of conversation and everything else just comes from the top bro I don't really keep stats or anything down I, everything comes from the mind and my heart bro wow your mind is always active man because you're like wham you're quick with it yeah, yeah. yeah I try to man I try to oh man so um um what's next do you feel like Besides talking about the Mets, you want to do anything else? Or for right now, this is it? Um, you know what? Since it's baseball season, this is it right now. Um, eventually, like I would like to just make it just New York sports related at one point. That is about the Mets, the Knicks, my teams, the Mets, the Knicks, the Rangers, and the Giants. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually that's what I would like to do. But as of right now, since it's Mets baseball season and they are my favorite professional sports teams, I'm covering the Mets right Got now. Just that. Got on my YouTube channel. Gotcha. That's awesome. And my final question for you, Vince, is what would the Vince of today tell the Vince of yesterday? The Vince of today would tell the Vince of yesterday to take your parents' advice and live life the way you see fit. And always remember the people that try to get you to do what you want to do that's inside your heart that resonates with you, they most likely don't want to see you succeed. So find new friends. Mm, that's powerful advice, man. Powerful, man. So, Vince, um, plug plug YouTube, plug plug your show, plug um, anything else you got coming, just plug all your media. That's what's up. Thank you, E. Uh, I could be found on Twitter and Instagram at VCAM109. That's the letter V. Cam is C-A-M, the number is 109, and that's on Twitter and Instagram, and then on, on Facebook and YouTube. My YouTube channel is Bearded Mets Banter, and my Facebook group is also Bearded Mets Banter. Well, check that out. So if you're a Mets fan, or if you want to hear opinions from the man who's knowledgeable in Nets fan, everybody... Vincent, listen to Vicente Camacho, and he'll give you the inside scoop on what's going on. So, Vince, thank you again, man, for coming on, man. You're my um, relief pitcher, man. Thank you for coming on and talking about your program. And um, hopefully, next time on Facebook, you will not get banned. Just watch what you say, I guess. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I appreciate you for having me on, my brother. Thank you. Nah, no problem. I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.